another episode of the chad brother show tuesday we were out of here yesterday for labor day sarah gonzalez i haven't seen you in a month of sundays i know hi the hell is going on i'm so excited you're finally back can i unpack you for a minute and i don't mean that in a crude way (laughs) what is happening uh i want first of all i want people to notice that hat you're wearing that outfit you have on the denim on top of the what are we calling that salmon peach what do we got sure we can we can go with salmon orange it's not not salmon peach yeah, How about that. Pop that thing open. Look at that denim. Oh, look at there. And those boots. Yes. Those little foots. They're faux boots. They are. And even down to your lipstick. Is that lipstick that comes from American Beauty by Sarah? It is. I'm actually wearing Miss America, which people can find at AmericanBeautyBySarah.com. You are put together. Thank you. I try. I cried this weekend. You did. I did. I grieved. I'm still grieving over uh, Jimmy Buffett. You know, I, I, when I put the stuff out there about Jimmy Buffett passing away, and I, you know, I think I didn't research a whole lot. Like, I didn't spend a lot of time studying up on how the man died as much as I did remembering how the man lived. Mm-hmm. And so I know he was pro-vax. I also know that the guy had skin cancer, mm. which had developed into lymphoma, which if you're going to throw a concert, I can see with all of the rhetoric in your ear, you may want to push vaccines for your concerts and stuff like that. Mm. If you have a cancer, I'm not excusing. Yeah. I'm just saying there's a part of me that understands how a lot of people, particularly in the celebrity world, got brainwashed into thinking that stuff because they were just being told. I would like for them to admit that. Oh, I'd love for them to come back point. and say, yeah, we were wrong, but they don't right. think they were wrong. Right. Right. They don't think they were wrong. And so I... You know, I just, I don't know, man. I've just been in a mood. Can you even hear that, George? i just been in a mood, Sarah. Because for me, a lot of people don't know that, you know, Jimmy Buffett, he was, he was in seminary to be a Jesuit priest. And he walked away from all of that to chase music. Wow. And so, like, Jimmy Buffett was an inspiration to me a long time ago when I was like, okay, I'm doing a thing. I'm tired of doing that thing. It's fruitless for me. I want to go do something else. And so that's a big part of, and just the lifestyle mm-hmm. of the whole, hey, laid back, you know, and I, I wrote a little song. I'm not going to play it here because I'm still working on it. But I, I wrote a little song over the weekend. It was Buffett Beaches and Beer. And it was like, just if you could tell your life story, it may take a long time. But if you just could sum it up in a couple of words, it'd be Buffett Beaches and Beer. Now, the last verse would say Buffett Beaches, Bitches and Beer, because I have to say it that way. Right. Because if you're going to, you, you got to throw that in right. if you're going to summarize my life. But, yes. You know, and nibbling on sponge cake, watching the sun bake. I, like all weekend long, I've been, you know, Jimmy Buffett, wasting away again in Margaritaville. So I don't know. Uh, I cried. You did. I woke up to that news and I was like, it was such a shock because nobody knew that he was in that thing. And it's like he's so he was iconic to the point of uh, representing something bigger than just one man's life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then we went out to the lake house because I got it like that. And uh, <laughs> which is right across the canal from Margaritaville, which mm. is actually owned by a guy in New Orleans because it's franchised out. But Jimmy made a billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, as an entrepreneur guy singing about beach songs, you know, cheeseburgers in paradise and why don't we get drunk and screw? Yeah. 
Doing pretty well. Did pretty well for himself. Billion dollars. I mean, Land yep. Shark Beer, Land Shark Stadium, which is where the Dolphins used to play. I mean, it was it was yeah, did a lot. Not to mention the Margaritaville Resorts and the casinos and wow, tons of stuff. Yeah, the whole fins up Parrot Head Nation. Wow. Is he the one who he just had to cancel some of his shows, and he was <laughs> in the hospital, but then. Nobody heard anything, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I know that like in quiet. 21, he was going to do only like one show in Michigan for all of 21. He's been sick for a while. Okay. People just didn't know it. Right. And uh, it, was, it was lymphoma brought on by skin cancer, <laughs> which again, I, I haven't like researched a ton of stuff, but man, just the outpouring in the artist community mm-hmm. and just the music community. If you get on Instagram, everything was Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett. It's iconic. And I mean, and he was only 76 years old, which is sad. Right. right. Yeah, that's young to me. But, you know, he lived his life in the sun. Mm-hmm. I hate to be overly simplistic, but that does lead to skin cancer. <laughs> and lymphoma kills you quick. It can. And so. You know, I noticed. It's frightening. You uh, didn't share that same sentiment for the lead singer of Smash Mouth, who also just died. Well, Steve Harwell, I didn't. I didn't. I mean. <laughs> Wasn't really um, <laughs> on my radar. Really? No. Hmm. Uh, I didn't know he was sick either. <laughs> yeah, uh, liver failure. Liver failure after a life of alcohol abuse. Yeah. And, uh, which that hits home. <laughs> my buddy Ira Dean wrote a great tribute to him because they were buddies. And Ira, who is a recovering alcoholic, you know, talks about his struggle with all of that stuff and how he worked to try to help him Mm-hmm. navigate away from that but it's just there was no doing that wow you know so yeah i thought i didn't i didn't like he didn't he didn't cause like Hartwell, he didn't inspire you smash mouth music never just inspired <laughs> me to like make a life change like give up ninety two thousand dollars a year to go out and just make a living being myself so you were not inspired by the words hey now you're a rock star you're a rock star get your game on go Let, play go play no all, what about all that glitters is gold no no like even when <laughs> I was saw that he was sick and in hospice. I still had to go. Now is that the one that sang that song? <laughs> you know, so not to dig cry from anything there. But then the, but then the guy that sang Dreamweaver, mm-hmm. like when you were born, that song was already out for a while. <laughs> yeah. Dreamweaver. I screwed up, but he passed away. So they all pass away in threes. Wait, who's that? Um, I can't think of his name. <laughs> I know Dreamweaver. But he's but he is gone. He's gone. He's they die in threes. That's you know, and it's funny how those trends happen. So if you're a celebrity, particularly in the music world, you're safe for a while. Okay. Uh but these people are just people are passing away, man. Mm-hmm. And that's a sad deal. Um it's the it's the end of an era in a lot of ways. It's sort of like when I got on the airplane with David Lee Roth years ago in Phoenix, Arizona. We were flying to Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, I thought, I'm an and others. Like, you know, musicians always <laughs> die on airplane crashes. And I was like, if this plane goes down, they're going to say, David Lee Roth, lead singer of Van Halen and, and others. others. <laughs> I'm going to be an and other. And I never want to be an and other. That's of course, funny. I never want to die on a plane crash oh, either. Don't even get me started on In that. In fact, not a huge fan of the dying. No. It's, it's like I'm not afraid of death as much as I am the process yeah. of the dying. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, God, you look lovely today. Thank you. May I openly flirt with you? 
Just sure. I mean, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I didn't think you needed permission. Buffett, beaches, bitches, and beer. Uh, I started to do the whole song, Buffett, beaches, bitches, and beer. And then I was like, nah, I'll save that for the, just the last chorus. I like it. And add it in sort of as a funny. Yeah. We'll see. I'm going to have to go back and see what I said about the song here a few minutes ago so I can go back and, because what I said was actually better than what I've got written. Don't you hate that? I do. I have to go back and read that. I, I do. I forgot. People, people wonder why I talk to myself in the truck. Uh-huh. That's how I learn things. I have always said, if you want to really learn something, you got to read it, write it, rehearse it. And, and the way I, I, so if I want to really know something, I'll write it down and then I'll say it to myself a lot. I'll repeat it to myself. So people are like, well, you just sit in your truck and talk. Yeah, you should see me like when the camera's not on. I'm having a full-blown conversation. It's fantastic. Speaking of people that are dying, COVID's back. Mm. Uh, COVID is back. No. Mm-mm. COVID's back, Sarah. No. no. I'm a little disappointed no. you didn't come in here with a mask. <laughs> are you? <laughs> I wanted to do a sketch over the weekend about masks. I still want to do this sketch. I'm just going to do it myself because nobody around here wants to help me. Um, the, uh, <laughs> but you know what? I I'm can't, right here. I can't find a mask. Yeah. Like I was like, do I have a mask around my house? I was like, I don't. But I think that the see-through one, I think I could probably locate that one if I really started looking. I still have a see-through one yeah. in, in, my, um, in my car. I got to do this sketch about the brainwashing, you know, mm -hmm. that's there. Just say no, people. But uh, Jill Biden, Jill, not Joe, Jill. Uh, it, it helps if you say Dr. Dr. Jill, Jill Thank you. Biden. Uh, she's tested positive for COVID-19. She's fine. <laughs> Oh She's my God, the picture. Look at that. That looks like something Ugh. you'd see in a, in a weird haunted wax museum, that picture. Is his... Look at that. His nose is out. <laughs> his nose is always out. Sniffy Joe. <laughs> JR beware. He's got to be smelling something. <laughs> oh, Robinette. Juniors beware. Yeah, Robinette comes from the, uh, from the Latin for uh, smell him. Uh, Jill Biden, Jill Biden, Jill, Dr. Jill has mm. got, she's tested positive for the coronavirus. We don't know if it's the new strain. It probably is. Um, she's, that's twice she's had it. She's been vaxxed. She's been boosted 37,000 times. <laughs> she literally has a needle in her ass right now. Uh, they're going to, she's going to remain at their home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Mm. Um, yeah, 71 years old. I, I got to say, Jill looks okay for 71. I would, if I were her, I would probably thank her plastic surgeon. Yeah. Is she, you think she's done up? I think they all get work done. Look, I mean, I get some work done. I mean. Well, I mean, I, you're, what, you're going to be married to a man who gets work done and not get work done yourself? Yeah. You get, I mean, like, if, if, you're, if you're in the Biden family, you get whole new ears. Right. Like it, it's daily. Not just a, it's not a nip tuck. Yes, exactly. You get whole new ears. Yeah. You think Joe Biden's got butt implants? <laughs> Do you think Jill has fake titties? No. Probably not. They seem no. an average size. But did you see her when she was the nanny at Joe's house, when she was sitting on his lap? She's pretty flat-chested. No. In her 20s? I didn't see. No, I'm going to go look. I, didn't, yeah. I haven't seen that. Oh, there's a picture of Jill sitting on Joe's lap. When she was his nanny? Nanny! I and think, he I was think, married. I think that probably the car wreck had already happened. And... 
and she was moving on up. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, <laughs> suck it up, Buttercup. And so she moved right into the master bedroom at that point. <laughs> um, I wonder if she calls him daddy. <laughs> you think uh, these are questions everybody's asked themselves? I have literally never asked myself, does Jill Biden call Joe Biden daddy? Yes, you have. I literally have never. Yes, you have. I really do appreciate the fact you're sitting here. (laughs) Face, no, your voice sounds so wonderful, but your face don't seem too clear. (laughs) So barmaid, bring a pitcher, another round of brew. Honey, why don't we get drunk? Jill and screw. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's a Jimmy Buffett kind of day, man. Why don't we get drunk and screw? Ah, what do you think about that, Rob? That's good. That's, that's good television right there. <laughs> you think that's what Joe said to Jill when the car wreck happened, and he was like, "Hey, Jill, why don't we get drunk and screw?" And she's like, "Okay, Daddy." Oh my God, this just is that creep you out? Have you missed me? I have missed you. You think if if Joe was here? Oh God, here we go. If Joe was here, oh, no. would he sniff the Chad pads? Uh, vaginal dilation insert. There is nothing that Joe Biden would not sniff. So I yes. think he would. I love oh. the hum of that during the show. I love the way that comes across right there on that microphone. Oh no, here we go. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys are listening to the podcast, I apologize. That right there, though, that is imagery. Oh my gosh. Uh, if you're watching it, Look at that! It kind of point shaved. where I'm like, it kind of shaved. They blur this? No, no, don't blur it. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're fine with our sexuality around here. Everybody else is. Uh, that kind of shaved off some of the black fuzzy from the microphone. I think it was from the microphone. Oh. It could have been fuzzy from somewhere else. I don't know. Alex Stein shares this. I know. Studio I know. location. Uh-oh. So. Uh oh. Teleprompter's not working. Oh, good. Oh, here we go. It was working a minute ago. It's fine. We can. We can. Oh, there it. we go. Yeah, it's working. All right. Uh, I could have done it from memory. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just want to make sure I'm on the right one. Uh, Sarah, I got to interview some authors in the next segment. Okay. And you're going to go work on your show, mm-hmm. but then I want you to come back. Yeah, I'll come back. Okay. All right. And we're going to talk about AI AI stuff in this next segment. Oh. So you don't have to study up on that. Okay, good. Although, yeah, girl, not. you looking awfully artificial. <laughs> and I like it. Why? I was like, wait a second. I like Is that a compliment? You are, I don't you know. You are put together, girl. Thank you. You were put together. Put that put that camera back on me. Put that camera back on me. <laughs> look at look at these guns right here. Oh, barely fit in the shirt. I don't even know. My Jimmy Buffett shirt. I kind of look like a queer. No, you look amazing. <laughs> Down to 213 pounds. Wow, you just said that on air. 213. Working on getting below 200. So then how much have you lost? Uh, 20 pounds. Wow. 20 pounds I've lost. You look great. You're so tan. 20 pounds of fat. Your muscles are so big. Yeah. Well, it's a tighter shirt. <laughs> it's a tighter shirt, but. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> We're getting there. I kind of look like a gay person, though. You don't look like, like with a this gay person. Hat, like I cocked this hat over to the side, Ronnie Reagan style. <laughs> and I could pick up some shit in West Hollywood, man. Herpes, the hiv, all of it. <laughs> Like the, the village people? <laughs> They're dead too, aren't they? Probably. Probably. <laughs> I think one of them is. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. I okay. don't think they're dead. Well, I don't know. Probably the Indian, because you know. 
<laughs> All right. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Uh, let me tell you, they've been great supporters of this show, and I'm proud that they partner with us. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left, the progressive, the... When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, Second Amendment, our military veterans, first responder heroes, 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, upgrade if you need to, whatever. This thing out of control boys this teleprompter is out of control go to patriotmobile.com slash chatter call them at 878 patriot that's patriotmobile.com stop funding the left we'll be right back hey guys welcome back you know one of the perks of being a a part of uh, the blaze network is people will send you really good books by really good authors and uh you guys know i love to read so it's great uh save a ton of money on buying books and uh every now and then we have the opportunity to have some really good authors come on the show to talk about those really good books and so i want to welcome back to the program my buddy jeff wilson and co-author co-writer brian andrews they got a new book out it came out in july called the sandbox and i just finished it a couple of weeks ago incredible book uh you guys y'all write in tandem it's the weirdest thing i've ever seen in my life you know jeff has explained to me the process but wow the way that you guys catch each other's voice or do y'all is this like a marriage at this point are y'all at each other's throats how's this working out well, that's a little, un- it's an uncomfortable analogy, um, <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, well, if that's the case, then I'm going to call him my work wife. Is that okay? <laughs> what? <laughs> Brian, so, you know, I, last time we had Jeff on, we were trying to get you guys both on Skype, and we just technologically, the devil lives in technology, I'm convinced, you know. Uh, but, Brian, you guys have, have done a great job of, um, wow, I mean, uh, of, of writing things from a perspective, these thriller novels, but a lot of them come kind of from a faith-based perspective that people see that and maybe they go, oh, I don't want, is this like a Christian thriller or something? But it's not. How would you describe this genre that you guys delve into? I mean, we write in the secular market, you know, with sort of the straight up military thrillers, but we also have had this really wonderful opportunity, like you said, Chad, to write the Shepherd series, which is our faith-based uh, action adventure series and and that's just allowed us to bring in some of the elements of people's everyday spirituality and their life and their faith and their beliefs uh, because these aren't things that we just like put in a drawer when we're going to go on a mission you know mm-hmm. or we're going to do our job they're part of our being right and so why do we have to ignore those things in fiction we don't feel like we should have to so we put those into the story um, and we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. You know, Jeff, I, I, my good buddy, you know, Chad Robichaud, I've heard him say numerous times, he said, you know, uh, I wrestled with God over how can I, I mean, here's an here's a eight-time deployed Force Recon Marine, right? He's seen some things, uh, still doing some things. And, and he said, you know, I wrestled with God on how could I be a warrior and a believer, Right. And, and you guys, you, you know, to Brian's point, I think you guys do a great job of just saying this is this is how this is this kind of stuff that real people wrestle with. Right. No atheists in a foxhole kind of thing. And you send these guys into these into these dramatic situations. 
what what's the, what's the result there? I mean, how how does that play out as far as a, a fiction novel? Uh, yeah, and you, I, gets, you know, I remember gets the response. I, I remember you and I talking about this in Alabama when we met. This this idea that you know when you write in a genre, it's there's a hard it's hard to not get locked into a genre, and it's so artificial, right? Like we're interested in faith, and we walk our faith out daily and in our books. We're interested in technology, like in this book. We're interested in military because we're veterans and, and those sorts of things. And so what we do is we come up with a story idea, and we try not to just put it in a box, right? We try to just say, hey, what's this story, and what are the elements? And if I was in that situation, what are the things that I would struggle with? Mm-hmm. And we try to put that forward through the characters and the dialogue and that sort of thing. And then somebody else smarter than us puts it in its category or, yeah. or whatever. Um, so we just try to write about real people. And I think that's one thing that makes us a little different in the thriller genre. Um, we're just writing character driven stories, which is a little unusual in military action thrillers, I think. It, so it was, it was funny. I was going to say, you mentioned both of you being veterans. I was having dinner recently with our mutual friend, uh, Larry Taunton, uh, who we were, we met at his house at his lake house, actually. Yeah, that's right. And, um, somehow you guys I, I mentioned i said have you read the sandbox yet and he said i haven't read it yet but i want to get it and someone at dinner said it said who wrote it and he said well that's interesting jeff wilson brian andrews and they said well who are they and it was like 10 minutes later we're still giving y'all's biography because you guys have done so much in the world of of the military and veteran community but you guys dive into you guys dive into this concept of AI, artificial intelligence, in this book, The Sandbox. Uh, what, what is your, Brian, what is your opinion about where we're headed with artificial intelligence as a society? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, you know, you hear people say this is uncharted territory or maybe a new frontier. And mm-hmm. I really think that it is. You know, we're very used to this idea that machines sort of work for us, you know, we have a backhoe, but we control it, or we have a computer program, but you know, I'm the one who's typing the code and telling it what to do. And, and until very recently, that has always been the case. But now for the first time in, in our history, we're sort of imbuing technology with the power to make decisions potentially on its own and think for itself. Are we there yet? I don't think we're quite there yet, but we're getting pretty close. I mean, if you look at if you buy a Tesla now, you have the option to turn on this self-driving mode and you can sort of forfeit control of the car to the artificial intelligence. And and we kind of use that in the opening, as you remember, in the sandbox. Mm-hmm. That's a big metaphor. It's like, hey, do you want to turn over the, the steering wheel to the to the AI or do you want to keep control? And and that's really the gist of the question that we tackle in the sandbox. Jeff, you think it's the uh, end of society as we know it, end of civilization? Do the, do the robots, does Skynet become self-aware? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always the comp, right, is the yeah. Terminator. Um, you know, it definitely makes a better thriller if you have a sentient AI that goes mad and murders its creator. That's a more exciting book. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, of where I think we stand, you know, I, th- I think there's good, bad, and ugly all sort of mixed in here. Uh, the the potential application in the fields of medicine, engineering, uh, battle space management for special operations, intelligence gathering, which we're seeing a lot in real world applications now. These are all things that are going to make our lives better. Like, I, I truly believe as a former surgeon, I, I truly believe the cure for cancer might be through artificial intelligence mm-hmm. or the idea of having an AI in your ear 
when you're doing an operation and the entire volume of medical literature is at your fingertips. So we see the good application. I think that I think that there is real potential for that horror story of Skynet and Terminator if we allow ourselves to give up the control like Brian's talking. Like I think the military application is amazing, but I want a human making the kill order. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. want the AI saying, yeah, I'm going to fire the missiles. Screw y'all. I don't care what you think. Yeah. Um, so finding out how we as a, as a species are going to, and it should be that not an individual corporation or a conglomerate of corporations or the government, it should be we as people saying, how do we as a culture and as a society of humans want to control this to make sure that there's no Skynet, right? Yeah. Uh, we want it to work for us, like Brian was saying. I like that perspective. That's optimistic because um, I think everybody's cynical. I mean, I just started out as our conversation by talking about the technology and, and how we weren't able to get you guys on Skype. Uh, it, because the devil lives in the technology. And I think that's the fear that everybody has. You guys do a great job of bringing the drama to life in this book. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the book. But you guys have written so many books together, and, and I haven't gotten through all of them. I've got a, I, I got a lot of them, but I haven't gotten through all of them. Um, and, and I'll go through waves with authors where I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to read this author until I'm just – I can't read this author anymore, and then i got to put them down, and then i got to come back. Um, is was this was this character was this was this an introduction of this character or is that is this person made an appearance before Brian? No, she's new. Um, so we are excited because this gives us an opportunity to kick off this whole new series with Valerie Marks. Yeah, she's former Army CID. Uh, you know, we love to write um, our fiction about you know military and veteran characters because that's you know who we are in our hearts and also we just want to be able to give. Uh, have a, a venue or a platform to showcase just how amazing military veterans and, mm. and service members are. Um, even when they get out of the military and they go on to entrepreneurial ventures or, or serve in, you know, homicide detective like Valerie Marks in this book. Mm. I, I think it's phenomenal. And I think bringing a, a, a female, you know, alpha female character into, yeah. into this is, is a phenomenal idea. You guys have a few different projects that have been going on. I mean, you, y'all, y'all have been tasked with with writing in the voice of other authors who are no longer with us. Tom Clancy comes to mind. Uh, man, again, work wife or not, I don't know how you guys do it. I mean, it's not like y'all live in the same house and kick ideas back and forth with each other over dinner. I mean, you're, you're sending chapters to each other. And so uh, it's hard enough to write a book, but to do it the way you guys do it, um, yeah, yeah, just tell me you're not burning out. You, you still got... <laughs> You got more stuff left in you, in you, right? There's, there's more stuff. I, I sure hope so because um, we've signed a lot of contracts that say we're going to do a lot of stuff. So we got these Tom Clancy books coming up, and uh, Tier One is still, still churning out. We're working on the next one of those right now. But you know, the the storytelling side of it, Chad, that's the fun, that's the mm-hmm. joy of it. Um, and quite frankly, just to address the other, the other question. If we lived in the same town, we would get nothing done because we actually are friends. So the fact that we live a thousand miles apart probably helps us be more efficient, I would argue. Yeah. Well, the book is called The Sandbox. Um, it, it's it's eye-opening. It's a thriller. It's great. Kudos to you guys. The book came out in July. We've been trying to get you guys on. Jeff, you and I have been communicating for and uh we just i don't know you know how it goes we get lost in emails things go to junk folders we've been we've been texting each other back and forth so i apologize 
publicly. I I laid I lay with sackcloth and ashes before both of you and say I apologize. It has taken two months to get you on to talk about this book. Thank you for sending it to me. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm I love this character. So just encourage everybody to go find uh, wherever you can find uh, Wilson and Andrew's books. Go and find them. Um, and but you know I always tell people use independent smaller book dealers stuff like that. But get it wherever you can no. get it. And uh, is this one out on audio yet? Yes. Okay. Good. Yes, we have a. It's our first female narrator, so she did an uh-huh. amazing job. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. Y'all be safe out there and stay out of trouble. I mean, I don't know if you've heard, but climate change is going to kill us before AI. And so, you know, next time I see you guys, I want you thoroughly masked up, okay? And and just... got it. I'm going to find one. I'm going to find one, Chad. That's the problem, finding one. As You know, us us rebellious people. Finding one that doesn't have my wife's makeup all over the inside. (laughs) Jeff Wilson, Brian Andrews. The book is called The Sandbox. Thanks, boys. I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Thanks so much. Anytime, Chad. All right, guys, since the early days of Blaze TV, we've been fortunate to work with the folks over at Relief Factor. They're incredible. They, they created this, at the time, unknown anti-inflammatory. They brought it to the marketplace. They tested it in their hometown, found that it, it had a remarkable ability to reduce pain for a lot of different types of chronic ailments. I use it. I love Relief Factor because it's an all-natural alternative to pain medications that I trust to keep me pain-free. Inflammation is not only the chief cause of pain, but it's also a factor in many other diseases. I feel better. You know, knowing that Relief Factor is always working to keep my inflammation markers in check. So there's hundreds of thousands of people who order Relief Factor every month. About 70% reorder it because it works. You can order a trial pack for only $19.95 to see if it will work for you to reduce your pain. Go to relieffactor.com or you can call them 800, the number four relief, 800 for relief, relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Be right back. Mother, Mother Ocean I have heard you call Wanted to sail upon your waters Since I was three feet tall Don't look at me like that. You've seen it all. You've seen it all. Anyway, don't make me cry. Don't make me cry, sir. No one's making you cry except for you. You don't know me. Have you seen Big George Foreman? The movie? No. It's great. It's it, fantastic. Did it just come out? Yeah. Okay. I mm-hmm. mean, like, I think it was like at the theater for a day. Oh, I, yeah. I haven't even and heard of it. Now you can get it. You can rent it on <clears throat> one of the things. Right, right. Watched it last night. Yeah. It's a faith-based movie. Okay. But I think it is. It's a faith-based movie. <laughs> it's a feel-gooder. Okay. But they made it right. I mean, they left a few wives out and things like that. I mean, it wasn't all the details, but it was a good movie. Made me cry. I'll have to check it out. You're crying a lot lately, Chad. I'm worried about that. everything makes me cry. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg has COVID. I don't know if you know this or not. I'm crying. You're going to cry about that? <laughs> but you know, on that, that clip of The View, we don't have it, but, you know, Joy Behar. She's like, Whoopi's not here today. She's got COVID. She's getting over it. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, the fact that you're like clapping and just like, oh, she's on the tail end of it. She's fine. It's a fucking joke. It's a joke. Oh, and by the way, on the COVID vaccine and all that kind of stuff, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., by the way. Listen, I'm serious. Screw that guy. Why? He's horrible. If you guys are even leaning that direction. Well, no. 
No. Well, no. Don't vote for him, but why f him? Because he's a fascist. He's a fascist when it comes to climate change. He's a fascist when it comes to uh, big government, and he kills babies. Done, does he finished, personally kill babies? Huh? He does he personally kill babies? Oh, but he's pro-abortion. <laughs> so I'm fired up today. Uh, you are, and but like I just want to get this straight. He is correct on his view of big pharma. Big pharma, except he's anti-vax. You're anti-vax, aren't you? I'm getting there. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting there. I wear the that like a badge is, of honor. No, these no, days. he's right, and he's right on the DOJ. He's right on the FBI. He's so right like, on the CIA. let's like don't don't vote for him. F him. Anytime I say I, I'll I'll like share a positive video about RFK Jr. People are like, why are you do, why are you doing this? It's like I mean, we can we not, not say like this? Someone can be right on one thing and then horribly wrong on another, and also don't vote for them. So those of you watching the show should know that these are the things I do to get Sarah Gonzalez riled up. <sighs> Just toss Damn out it. one big bombastic comment like F every Robert F Kennedy Jr. And you're like every what? Every time, every time. What? Because I like he's no, really him. good on that, on masks and vaccines and all of that. He's good on it. Hitler was good on some stuff. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely not everything. Right? Yeah. I'm not wrong. Where's the lie? <laughs> Where's the lie? Sometimes somebody throws an interception. You know, boop. Mistakes are made. <laughs> Sometimes people do throw interceptions. RFK right. Jr. wanted Glenn Beck brought up on charges <clears throat> of sedition. No. Yeah, he did back on like 2010. He did. He wanted him brought up on like tyranny, uh, 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 treason charges. For what? For being anti-climate thing. No. True story. Look it up. Which is in essence saying I want you to get executed. What? Yeah. Okay, well, f Robert F. Kennedy Come on. Jr. See? See? You get her. You, this is how you handle women. <laughs> Buffett, beaches, bitches, and beer. Here's how you handle women. You get them all fired up. You get them all, get them all, and then you get on, then all of a sudden you play something over to, and boom, you hit the ball over to their court, and they're like, shit, I'll hit that back. Hell yeah. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I hate feel him. diabolical today. <laughs> Golly, I wish I had this much energy all the time. Feels good. I feel like I'm in the cocoon, man. Studio 22. That's a three-day weekend. For the record, can I also say this is not actually Studio 22? Like, it never has been? Hey, listen. I still call it Studio 22. I've and my been... husband corrects me every time. And I'm like, no. Is this three or 19 or what are we in? I think this is three. Yeah. We've been in three different rooms in the last two, five yeah. years. They've all been 22 to me. Yes. There is no Studio 22 at Blaze TV. And he, will, he refuses. To, I'm like, you mean Studio 22? He's like, no, that's not the name. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Steven. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, throwing interceptions. That's what we were talking about. Aaron Rodgers, uh, the quarterback for the New York Jets. He mocked Moderna at the U.S. Open. I love uh, in support of uh, Djokovic, uh, who, of course, is unvaccinated. They're both unvaccinated. They may want to kill babies. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, he was there and um, posted a photo of Djokovic to his Instagram page with the caption, bucket list, checkmark, being able to witness the greatness of Novak Djokovic in person at hashtag Arthur Ashe <laughs> Stadium. Died of dead. Um, everybody's dead. <laughs> 
But a logo for Moderna, which was an official partner of the event, was shown in the picture with Rogers crossed out and replaced Novax Djokovic, Djokovic in response to athletes unvaccinated status. So there you go. I like that. You don't have the picture? Trolled him up. Producer. Uh, let's see. Golly. Let them file through. Let them file through. Let's see if we got it. Good gracious. Uh, it's a know. great picture. Yeah. But I mean, that pisses me off. This whole this whole Gestapo crap that they pulled. I mean, Djokovic, I can't say his name. I think it's Djokovic. 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 It's Djokovic. But it, it's also Vivek Ramaswamy. It's Vivek. Is it, though? It is Vivek. Is it, you knew that 12 months ago? I did not. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Until I heard Glenn say it's pronounced like cake. Yeah. What yeah. does Glenn know? He's seditious. <laughs> <laughs> and f*** Robert F. Kennedy Jr. <laughs> now, it's not, now it's a witch hunt. Where's my pitchfork? Heat up the tar, the pitch. Give me some feathers. Woo! And it's a party. We're back. We're back. Oh, we're, we're back, so baby. back, Sarah. God, we're burning it down. <laughs> People so tore up. I did that video in my truck yesterday with a different dog. People don't know what to do with a different dog. Where's your other dog? You do have a lot of dogs in I your life. I burned them too. <laughs> All the dogs are fine. They're fine. There's a lot of dogs in my life. <laughs> I just go through and just pick a random dog out of the house and be like, you're in the truck today. <laughs> it's like I'm running a puppy mill in the basement. People get tore up. Oh my God, what happened to Biscuit? I mean, people literally get pissed off. I mean, they don't. They don't even. They're like, "Where's your wife?" <laughs> yeah. Where, where's this? They're way they're behind on the time. Way more, more yeah. passionate about the dog. <laughs> people are tore up. They think me and CJ really got in a fight over a salad. I don't. You didn't see that video, no. did you? And the other day, the other day, she says, "We'll get to Aaron. We're, not, we're done with Aaron Rodgers. We'll get to some other stuff. We'll find somebody else to f here in a minute." Um, the other day I did a video because we'd gone to lunch and I said, what do you want to eat today? And she goes, I really want a salad. And I go, well, you get that literally anywhere. Right, right, right. We go to Logan's. That, that's why I, I always tell Stephen, I'm like, you just pick what's best yeah. for you because I'm just going to get a salad wherever we go. Yeah. Doesn't matter to me. And I said, okay, well, you can go anywhere. She goes, but let's, so she's Googling, she's looking at DoorDash, she's looking at the maps, all this stuff, restaurants in the area. She comes up with this place in the woodlands called Flower Power. <laughs> and I'm like... I'll be dipped in shit and rolled in sugar before I go give my money to a place called Flower Power so you can get a salad. Oh they probably say it with an accent. We'll ha we have salads. <laughs> Hi, my name is Henri. Welcome to Flower Power. Would you like a salad? <laughs> F you, Henri. Have you met my friend JFK Jr.? <laughs> Screw both of you, Henri. A salad. I was like, no, we're not doing that. She's like, well, I'm just saying. I was like, could you pick something else? She goes, what about something called like sprouts or something? I was like, there's got to be food options for men. I don't want to go to Panera either. Like, that's a faggoty ass place. Nobody wants to go to Panera. No, no grown ass man says, you know what? I need a bread bowl. I need a bread bowl with potato soup in it. I want to eat soggy mush bread with with, you know, chicken noodles in it because I may have a sniffle. Me and Henri, we just put our wieners in each other's mouths. And now I need a bread bowl. And I might have a side salad. <laughs> so I made a video. I said, we got in a fight about it. People losing their minds. You need to dump that bitch. I was like, wow. 
Oh my God. They were like, we'll eat steak with you. <laughs> Trick, I'll find something wrong with your ass too. <laughs> Buffett, beaches, bitches, and beer. Shaped my life. But I'm getting it back. Look at that. Bam. Look at that. Oh my God, Sarah. <laughs> Look at my new tattoo, people. Got it in San Diego. It's Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Sideways. It's Nancy Pelosi's face. Back of my arm. Sell something. Every year, we all pledge to save more and spend less. You know how you save more? Don't go to places called Salad. <laughs> or Flower Power. Uh, how are you supposed to save when you're paying inflated prices for everyday essentials like gas and groceries? You can't just cut those purchases out of your budget. But now, thanks to 2023, my money back hack, you can get cash back from those places with Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. That's all of us. And with Upside, you get cash back on every purchase. It's your secret weapon for staying on track with saving your savings goals. Now, please, please, here's what I want you to do. Upside offsets inflated prices by giving you cash back on purchases. When, where do you use Upside? Let me tell you something. Any place you got the app, it will tell you where you can save the money. And to get started, you download that Upside app. Use promo code CHAD, I spell it Chad. You get extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. Uh, Upside users are earning hundreds of dollars a year. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating with the App Store. Download the free Upside app. Use promo code Chad. Get an extra 25 cents back on every gallon on your first tank of gas. That's an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas using promo code Chad. We'll be right back. Um, did you see, did you see Fauci, what he says on the masks? Speaking of masks, play yeah. Did you see that? Did you see his little, what Fauci had to say? I think I did. Yeah. Boys, 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 if I may, play clip number one. One. There is a perception out there by many, how many, I don't know, that they don't work and that the data concludes that they didn't work in the first go round. Respond to that on masks. Yeah, well, that's not so. I mean, when you're talking about at the population level, that the data are less strong than knowing that if you look on a situation as an individual protecting themselves or protecting them from spreading it, there's no doubt that masks work. Different studies give different percentages of advantage of wearing it, but there's no doubt that the weight of the studies, and there have been many studies, indicate have there been? the benefit of wearing masks. There have been also studies that say they don't work. What are we going to talk about, Anthony? He kind of looks jaundiced. This motherfucker <laughs> is so retarded. <laughs> All right. So we've dropped a few F-bombs. We've said faggoty ass, and we have now used the word retarded. <laughs> All the things that you stereotype this show into being, trust me. <laughs> we are. We are. No, I'm sorry. The, the R word is warranted for this. Mm-hmm. His excuse is so retarded. I, mm. So they there there have been studies that have shown that they do work, but also studies that have shown that they don't work. But those studies don't take into account use on the individual level. Huh? Huh? That doesn't make any sense. Right. But there he is on CNN saying it. God, I've missed you. <laughs> this guy I is the can't. greatest con man in, in american history history in history i stand by that i mean there's no doubt about 
I mean, <coughs> this guy has been pulling the wool over Americans' eyes since seventies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's insane, mm-hmm. and he'll do anything. I don't the the, the level of narcissism. Yep. That it requires that you want to remain in the public eye and to try to stay relevant. That you're willing to lie to people and give zero regard for human life. Yep. Zero regard. Because, again, you're ruining, literally ruining lives. This is what I've been saying for a week now. And that is, in private conversations with others, I said, America cannot survive another shutdown. No. I'm not even sure if we can survive without the shutdown. Well, I, I, I think the damage is done for sure. Yeah. I mean, just look at little simple things. You, you like a, we all like living in a first world country. Mm-hmm. We're a little spoiled by mm-hmm. that. We're a little mm-hmm. privileged by that. Mm-hmm. When CJ and I finally did settle on a restaurant and we walked in with our shoulders bowed up and our chest poked out and our lips, you know, pouting a little bit to a place called The, the Stand, which is a hamburger place that has salads. Mm-hmm. I didn't want a hamburger, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but she made that choice, and I went with it because at that point I was like, okay, we can break up or go eat a freaking hamburger. <laughs> Ordered the food. And by the way, don't go to restaurants that have aluminum chairs. Just something about it. Don't, don't like, if they didn't take any more time to care about their furniture and decor in the place, they don't care about your food either. So <clears throat> we go in there. It takes an hour. No. For a hamburger. And a salad. And the salad was like a garden. Like, it was like this. I was like, you're going to eat an eighth of that. (laughs) Took an hour. Wow. And I sat there and I go, and we're already tense. And I'm sitting there going, and I kept going, America will not survive another shutdown. You know why? Because I'm looking back there. They're lazy. They're entitled. Mm -hmm. They're waiting on their whatever check to come in. They, they've been, you know, everything is done like that to a screen. They're, they're sitting around waiting on somebody else to do the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just in the service industry alone, ruined. Oh, for sure. You give people another opportunity to sit at home on their asses with their thumb in the hole and just collect checks for doing nothing. And I promise you, America won't survive. Yep. The workforce is depleted. It's dead. And, and you know what? The federal government, they're perfectly okay with that because they want to run the show anyway. Mm-hmm. They want to run the show anyway, Sarah. That's the deal. So can't survive. Yeah. Can't I make agree. it. I agree. And mm. that was really like the tipping point of the service industry was the COVID shutdown. Yeah. It, it, it was a completely different scene yeah. when people started emerging. Again. Well, and, and again, those of you who want to push back on me on that, listen, you remember the whole $15 minimum wage thing? By and large, that was going to go to people that were working in the fast food restaurants. And those mm-hmm. people in the fast food restaurants, those aren't career choices. Like, unless you're chasing an upper management deal with McDonald's, you work in the drive-thru. That's typically not. It's not supposed to be a right. career choice for right. us to reward you on all that stuff. So so I'm just saying, those type of jobs tend to be with people who are the lowest bar in terms of their effort and output that they're willing to put into something. They're not really persevering in, entrepre- mm-hmm. in the entrepreneurial world to make something out of themselves at that stage in life. Mm-hmm. So we were already trying to reward that with a higher minimum wage. We're rewarding it by letting them stay at home and not pursue anything. And it's just going to totally destroy a culture that's already in shambles. All right, got to go to break. Hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, as mentioned earlier, uh, AmericanBeautyBySarah.com. Uh, go do some shopping. And uh, hey, here's the deal. If we sell a t-shirt at RealWomen'sClub.com, don't rip that design off and put it out there oh, like it's your own. God. These people. Uh, these people. And again, 
you can't trademark something that's on a t-shirt like that because you just can't unless it's an apparel brand you know just but, don't be that person but just don't be that person it's a douchebag move mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. if i ever saw those people in the street mm. what would you do would you like put a foot in their neck and just i mean like, i wouldn't like swing first but i sure stomper? would be in their face yeah i'm in kansas city for three nights next week uh i don't know why come find me uh watch chad.com for all the fun stuff is you'll figure it out all right i love you guys god bless you we'll see you tomorrow bye